Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And today we are so excited to bring a friend of ours onto the podcast to talk about something positive and encouraging, both in life, but specifically, we're going to talk a lot about parenting today. So whether you're a parent, grandparent, or want to be a parent someday, you're certainly going to want to listen into this. But I would also argue that this What we're going to talk about today is a life skill that is life-changing, and we are so excited to be able to talk about things that are positive in the world and to introduce you to our sweet friend and her incredible book. You're going to be able to watch her more on the Today Show, I think, in just the next week or so. We're so excited. Um, But before we hop in and introduce her, we just want to mention a couple of things because we're getting asked about it a lot. Yes, we have a swag store. Yes, you can go purchase things there. It's linked in um, on our on our Substack. It's linked on our social media. And certainly what that helps pay for is it just helps pay for the resources to get this podcast out to you. And then the other thing is certainly subscribe to our, our Substack because that's where your resources after every single podcast. We always promise that if we talk about something, we will take you to the source so you can look and think for yourselves. And so today we'll be linking you to Miss Katie Wood and to her incredible new book called A Simple Seed. We all have our books in our hands. <laughs> and this is A Simple Seed of Growth, Gratitude, and Giggles. It's a five-minute morning journal for kids. So five minutes, which we know for kids of all ages, five minutes is about all you're probably going to want to get from them or that they're willing to get to you in the mornings. But Katie Wood, we have to first say, we've known Katie for years. We're actually colleagues. And it's always weird, Katie, to say that we work together in some ways because the cool thing about our businesses is A lot of times it doesn't feel like work. Yes, we've all worked really hard to get where we are, but we have had so much fun doing it. And we've built these incredibly strong friendships that have spanned not just the U.S., but Canada and Australia as well. And you're just one of those friends that all three of us just adore and love and are thankful that our businesses brought us together. But one thing we'll say about you, Katie, is you have always understood mindset. And yeah. you have, you really came onto the scene in our world because you could teach and train on it in the most compelling ways. And it really resonated with people. And so watching you over the last two years, take what you knew and use it in your own children and then seeing what would happen and then understanding that all of our kids could benefit from this. I just want to start by saying thank you. And yeah, I would love you. for you to share with everybody 
how you got to write this book, A Simple Seed. Oh my God, that was the nicest intro. Thank you so much. I have mutual feelings um, about you amazing women. So um, no one does it by themselves. So I just thank you for this opportunity and helping plant the seed um, and help give our kids strong roots. Because at the end of the day, that is the number one thing we can do as parents is give, you know, spend time really pouring into our kids and giving them that strong foundation for when they grow up and start their own families and branch out, you know that they have their roots and you did the best you could. So this journal, um, you know, it, 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 the writing process started a little over two years ago, but the true meaning of it started 10 years ago when I was a teacher. I taught for 10 years from the most beautiful neighborhood to the toughest area in the South Bronx and met all walks of life. And one thing that I noticed as a theme when teaching is that mindset really isn't taught enough in schools. Yes. We, we focus on teaching kids what to think when really I think the power lies in learning how to think, how to use your own brain. <laughs> yes. How, how to be <laughs> mindful of your mind, as Holly um, said before we started this, which is really what it is it's an awareness and if you have it which which means like you are aware and you're constantly working on your mind and you know the power of it you can do incredible things you can endure hard times you just live your life differently and if you don't have it and it's a fixed mindset and and we're not born with either they're acquired and if you have a fixed mindset you really limit yourself to what you're capable of. And I saw that and I always questioned it when I was teaching, but it wasn't um, until COVID hit and I found myself homeschooling three small kids. I had a six month old and my husband just came a fireman and paramedic thrown into the COVID world. And my mind was spinning, like I was spinning. And so um, I really learned to control my own mind by setting up a strong morning routine. So I would wake up at five in the morning. I'd center myself before the kids. And yes, waking up at five in the morning with four small kids is hard, but it's also harder to not do it and just lose control of the day. So I noticed a huge difference of the days I did it versus the days I did it, where I practice gratitude. I'd read something positive. I'd be aware of my self-talk. And then I would do something that would make me laugh because all of those emotions really set the tone for the day. And what I noticed was how... I centered myself and started my day and took control of my energy that would feed into my kids. And the days I did it, they would have a good energy. And the days I didn't, holy smokes, it was like a snowball. And it was, we were all a mess. And that's when I realized that I couldn't afford to not have this strong morning routine. But I'll tell you my aha moment. My, one of my daughters came down around 5.15, my candle was lit. I'm doing my little prayer. I'm doing my meditation. I'm doing my gratitude. And I just hear the feet come down. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you know, this is mommy's time. She kept coming and she sat next to me and she whispered in my ear, can you teach me to have special mornings too? And something went through me. It was almost like, this might not be the right word. I almost felt selfish. Like, how am I doing this and not teaching my kids this? Like, I know this works. How am I not? How have I never thought of this? It was the light bulb went off and it was a chill that went down my back 
And immediately I, I started to Google, I'm like, great idea. Let me see what I can find. And so I Googled, you know, a mindset journal, a, a laugh. I wrote all the things I wanted in one journal that could be done every morning and nothing existed. I literally Googled for hours because the last thing I wanted to do was write a book at that point in my life. There is no <laughs> intention of writing this book. <laughs> However, as entrepreneurs, and thank gosh for a business that has taught me this, if it doesn't exist, you create it. And if it's that important to you, you'll find a way to do it. And so I grabbed a piece of paper, I wrote down a few lessons, I had a box for gratitude, an I am statement, and how we can make today a really good day. And I just started writing this every morning. Oh. And I started giving it to my kids. And when I started sharing it on social media, the, my inbox was people, where, did you, where are these from Etsy? Where are these from? How can I get these printouts? And I realized at that point, if our family needs this, a lot of families need this. And it felt like my duty and my job to <laughs> go ahead and write that book, not only for my kids, but all the kids out there. Oh. That is a long version of how no, this I, about, I teared up like several times. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's just really, special because, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just, I, I love that. First of all, Katie, I, I know what you're saying when you're like, I felt guilt. Like, why haven't I, why haven't I taught much? But you were teaching them because you were modeling it. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes parents, that's what we need to remember. Kids are watching what you do many times more than what you say. Right. It is the, 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 what they're watching and seeing in your home every day really matters. And yeah. the fact that, you know, Katie, you were up before your kids, but somehow she knew this was mommy's special time and it was a protected time. Mm -hmm. And I love, again, I just look at, um, I look at your life and the way I really believe in divine, you know, steps being ordered in our lives and, and opportunities. Now, whether we take them or not is up to us. I don't believe yeah. that God's up there saying, you better do this though. He's like, here's an opportunity, but yeah. looking at you as a mom, as a teacher, by the way, Katie had three girls and she finally got that baby boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, we were so excited. Like I told her, I was like, honey, I don't have daughters, so I can't understand, but <laughs> let me tell you how much that boy's going to oh. love. That boy's going to love you like you have no idea. So, but I think Katie, like you said, your life wasn't set up to walk into this and take the opportunity, but you knew there was a need and you knew that you could meet, the, meet it in some way. So you dug deep and you got this done. How long did it take you to start to finish? Like by the time you said, okay, I need to do this. How long did it take you to put this together? So the whole process took about two years. Um, and I, I will tell you, it was much harder than I realized. I think I was a little ignorant going in being like, I can write a book. Um, <laughs> it was a wake up call. I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's probably one of the hardest things I've done. They actually say, I think the stat is 97% of people who start to write a book do not finish yeah. because it is tedious. It is edits. It is proofreading. It is more edits and more edits. And then find a formatter and an ISBN number, Library of Congress, all these things where I'm like, right? I'll never look at a book or a review the same way. Um, but uh, it took about two years from start to finish. However, I'll tell you, I didn't mind the process because how I decide to do things in my life is it has to align with my values. So if I'm going to spend time doing something, it better align with what's most important to me. So yeah. this was a family project. 
This wasn't just me. My husband, he is the bottom of that iceberg that does all the behind the scenes. My kids were my guinea pigs. So I literally would do these lessons with them and take their feedback. And so many of their ideas, this little seed that grows as the book goes is, is them. It's yeah, their I idea. I noticed that. Actually, I can't remember which one noticed it, if it was Riley or not, but they noticed that like, if you flip through it, it's like a, the that's seed so grows. Oh, I love it. At, down it's... the bottom right corner. And oh, that's right. Well, so much. Go ahead, Katie. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and that seed represents that day to day, you know, you, you're going to do one entry and you're not going to be like, wow, my life changed. But if you continue to do that time after time, after time, after time, and really you give these kids this habit because they are sponge, right? They, you want to teach a kid a language, you do it when they're young. That's when they're most receptive to learning. So through time, those, those the, it grows and they grow. And um, that's something that I've been able to see and lucky that I've spent the last two and a half years doing this with my kids and I'm seeing the fruits and that doesn't mean they're perfect. Trust me. They're still kids making bad decisions from time to time, but there is a huge difference with how they're responding to the things they can't control in life, which right. is, well, and that's the thing I love about it too, Katie is, you know, we, we were in this age, we've talked about this quite a bit where, you know. I think a lot of us have said this, everybody gets a trophy, everybody wins is not good for our kids because it doesn't teach them the reality of life. What I 100%. love about your book, you are so realistic in everything you write. Like you were very honest. And, you know, I think about like, I heard someone say this other day, remember when people would say, you're perfect just the way you are. And they're like, that is not true. You are no, not perfect. No, you're not. You actually are not perfect. You're never going to be perfect, nope. but you are wholly accepted as you are, and you are created to be the extraordinary you that you are, but perfect is not part of it, right? And so I'm just going to read an excerpt that I, one of the things that I love, because this is near and dear to me, in being honest with your kids about the world you're sending them off into mm -hmm. without sounding like negative Nelly, but just yeah. saying, I'm preparing you to be a happy whole human in this world. Yeah. But you say, it's the, it's the effort, not the results that really matter. And you say, hate to break this news to you, but you're not going to win every game you play. Mm -hmm. You're not going to ace every test you take. You're not going to be liked by everyone you meet. You're not going to succeed at everything you do. This might sound negative, but it's actually a good thing. What's more important than winning or being the best in your class and succeeding is your capital letters effort. Mm -hmm. How hard you work is really what matters the most. If you give it your absolute best effort every time, eventually you'll have your moment. Keep working hard at your goals. Trust the process and know that with time, you'll get exactly where you're supposed to go. Remember that doing your best is more important than being the best. Yes. And oh my gosh, I just was like, can we get, can we put this on billboards at school right. for every right. time? Yes. I mean, all of them, I feel like every single one of them, you know, every, every single one that I read, <laughs> like I was saying before we hopped on that parents, this book is just as much for you as it is for your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have three kids. I have a girl who's seven, obviously for, you know, stereotypical, whatever. I feel like girls are more, maybe a little more receptive to <laughs> this kind of thing. And then I have teenage boys. So for us, the way we use this journal is I actually, like we sit down at breakfast and I read, I just, I literally, we don't even do it in order. And we were just like, I just feel like this, <laughs> close my eyes and like, all right, here's our lesson of the day. 
So there's no wrong way to do this, but all of them are great. And all of them are going to, you know, resonate with you as an adult. We all need these reminders every single day. Katie, do you have a favorite? Like, is there one that you wrote that is your absolute like Mm -hmm. gold standard, like your favorite one? Oh my God. Um, that's a loaded question. I like that. Well, (laughs) first of all, I just wanted to say before I answer that entry 85 (laughs) is if you're always, if you always get handed a trophy, you never really win. So yes, Holly, I am trying to break cupcake society because it drives me (laughs) insane that we are, we are putting um, a spotlight on the wrong thing. It the is the process. Mm-hmm. It is the journey that you've got to find that joy in and not the trophy at the end. When, 100%. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, so I, I mean, I have entries from living your life as though it's rigged in your favor to seeing the beauty in your scars, to taking care of our earth, to showing respect, to holding the door for the person behind you almost like that old school, how we were raised, which I think a lot of those lessons are lost. But I'll tell you the the entry that gets the most feedback is the entry about teaching our kids to stand their ground. So a lot of us teach our kids to be polite, to say thank you, to look someone in the eye. Yes, all important, all need to be taught. But there's something that I don't think is talked about enough, unless it's too late, unless it's in the past and now we're learning the lesson. But to teach your kids this ahead of time, to know that sometimes there is a time and a place to stand your ground and be rude and have a voice and put your foot down because no means no. And that is all based on your gut feeling and so Mm -hmm. much of life and the decisions you're going to make is based on your gut, not what your mom and dad say, not what a teacher say, what you feel. And there is no one way to, to raise our kids. We all have multiple kids and you know, you think you nail the first one and then the second one comes, you're like, I don't understand. Like you're the same yeah. DNA. Why are you totally different? Yeah. And then the third one comes and I'm like, who did you come from? Like, I don't get it. And then forget the fourth, right? So it's like all kids have like their, their own spirit. And the worst thing we can do as a parent is one size fits all because there is no one size fits all, right? We want to teach our kids to pay attention to their gut, to their soul, to have their own purpose. Because I wrote a book, do not think for a second you're here so you can write a book one day. Uh Uh-uh. You are here for your own reason, whatever it is you're going to do in this beautiful world. Just make sure you leave it a little bit better and make sure it aligns with how you feel because- We all have that. And I think that lesson has so many lessons in it, but Mm -hmm. the biggest one is teaching kids that you do have an inner GPS. That is your gut. That is your soul. Sometimes it's most of the times it's for the good of what we should be doing in the greatest path, you know, to follow, but there's also a time and a place where you got to pay attention to it. If, if the alarm goes off Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not something to be ignored. I love that. Kate. That was one of my favorite ones. And the way you, you word it is really good. It's, it's one of the entries that says no one to be rude, right? Yeah, it, no it one is. To be rude. Page 46. And yeah. it, it's, um, I, I will say this too. I want to, I want to highlight this for our parents who are listening. You're so right, Katie, when you're like, you cannot raise your children the same way you have to parent them within the uniqueness of who they are. Yep. And that takes time and effort, moms and dads, for you to really start to understand what makes that child tick, what makes them thrive, what makes them shut down. 
And that's something you learn through spending time with them and trial and error. It means a lot of times we're not going to always get it right. But if I'd parented my two boys the same, I would have destroyed my second child. Yep. He was a fighter. He was me. He was a challenger. I made him take his Enneagrams. He was a challenger. He's an eight <laughs> wing set enthusiast, but will fight you to get there. Yeah. You know, he's like, right. and I just remember when he was born, knowing, knowing the moment I held him in my arms, my husband goes, oh, he's just like Anderson. Anderson, our firstborn's a peacemaker. He's mm -hmm. a nine with a wing eight challenger. So both boys got that from me to some degree, but Anderson is a is a likes peace first. Mm -hmm. Aunt Bennett likes challenging you first. Mm -hmm. And then he likes peace after. So if I had raised him the same way, I would have destroyed Bennett. And that is the truth. And it in early on, I know this was God giving me that mom gut instinct that said he is different. And Paul said in the hospital, he's Anderson. I was like, no, I feel in my soul he's mm -hmm. different. Well, let me just tell you that over the years, the beauty of starting to understand. And, and certainly because he was like me, I could say to him, oh, honey, I know this is so hard. Right now you're acting like such an idiot. And it is so hard because you don't know what to do with all the stuff. You've been given so much stuff inside and you're trying to process like, what do I do with it? And you're acting a fool, you know, but I'm going to tell you something. You're going to learn how to manage this. And when you do, it is going to be your superpower. Mm -hmm. But you can either keep the house warm or burn it down. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm gonna. I'm here to help you learn how not to burn it down. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help you learn how to keep it warm. And I would say it to him regularly. And he came to me one day as a middle schooler, and we had had this blowout about something. And he he finally snuggles up next to me that night, and he goes, "But oh, mom, you understand me." Mm -hmm. And I thank God that instead of trying to turn him into his brother, I had somewhere the wisdom yes. that said, <laughs> "Don't." try to make him Anderson. He's never, that is not his way. That's not what he's meant for. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it built the trust and bond between Bennett and me, but it also helped him because it would have been easy for him to feel like I'm not my brother. Yeah. Because Anderson was easy. That's and right. Bennett was not. But now Bennett sees that the things that made him hard are also his gifts. And mm -hmm. he's at peace with that. And that I am so, because let me tell you something, Katie, I felt in my home, because I was the only one, I thought something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, why can't I just be easy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just go along, you know, and I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't. And, and, you know, so now being able to gift him that and understand that yeah. and, and it, it literally guys, all it takes is just listening yeah. and spending time with them. And you will start to understand what works and what doesn't for them. Yeah. It's so hard though, sometimes too, because like, sometimes I feel like, I mean, I'm home with my kids, they're in school, but, but I struggle with like the day goes by and I feel like all I've done is just like be here. marked orders that they'll be like, okay, orders. put yeah. your books away, take your lunchbox out, put your shoes outside. Did you do your homework? All right, go take a shower, go take a bath, eat your dinner, put your plate away. Da -da 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 -da. Time for bed, go upstairs, brush your teeth, get your pajamas. On. Da -da 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 -da. So I'm like, did I even have time to like instill some kind of awesome life lesson? Yes. <laughs> And that's where enter, enter the simple yeah, thing. Right. I'm so glad you said this because there, there is not a parent who does not feel that way. And if they okay. say they don't feel that way, they're lying. And then that means they lie about other things. So like, <laughs> so don't so 100%. So I think what I have come to realize with this book is that I actually do not feel mom guilt that much. I still feel it from time to time because I think we all feel it. 
And it's, you know, mom guilt just shows you care at the end of the day, right? You care about being a really powerful and, and, you know, influential mom, but I don't feel it as much because I know, like I have something concrete I'm doing with that. Mm -hmm. So like, I know that I'm spending the time which it doesn't have to be a lot of time. So I don't really like the, I don't have time when people say that you do because time is an illusion. You got to make time for what's most important. And if you can just put this positive lesson, but I'll tell you the part that I think I have eliminated the mom guilt from is the parent perspective at the bottom. This is where the deep connected conversations like happen. And sometimes, yeah, maybe morning you don't have time as they're rushing out the door because we all have places to go. Maybe that's revisited at night or during dinner, but it is through the parent perspective where they get to say, okay, mom, um, we read about life being rigged in your favor. Can you share a time what that happened in your life? Mm-hmm. And what it does is it makes parents stop and reflect. It makes you have that nice conversation, that lesson. It also makes parents more seen um, where they're not so perfect. I think the worst thing we can do is think we are, have our kids think we are a perfect mom because we're not. So when you are yelling sometimes, that is okay. I think the best thing you can do after that is just own it. You know, please forgive me. My emotion, I did not control my emotions, whatever it may be, but you do not want to raise your kids thinking they have a perfect mom because that is a standard that oh, I'm is good on that. I'm good. They we don't are all good at that, sure. right? Trying to make yeah. us all feel better. So they get, you know, they grow up and they they saw your imperfections because you opened up about it. And yeah. they don't feel like they have to be perfect because we all know that is the biggest misconception and the number one reason we will feel um, guilt and depression and all those that all that bad energy. And you give them permission to fail. We've gotten, our society is like, so they have such fear failure now for being embarrassed. There's such this weird cycle of people not knowing who they are. And so they're, because they don't know who they are there, they think what they do is who they are, whether they achieve or fail. And let me tell you something, no successful person has ever made it without failing multiple times. And Katie, you and and Kristen and Amy and I, we know this because we started businesses where we knew that had to be the case and we did it multiple times. But let me just say, parents, you need to be vulnerable in front of your children. Yes. They need to see the vulnerability in you because they're going to learn from it and they're going to see that you're not done. You're growing too. And that your perfection is not, we don't hit it when we hit parenthood. We don't hit perfect. We hopefully have had maturity, growth, and insight and wisdom, but but really showing your kids, you are free to fail. The best lesson, my dad was an entrepreneur, so he taught me, you're free to fail. You're yeah. going to learn more from your failures than you do from right. your successes. Yeah. You, it's not like we all set out to do it, but our kids need to know that they can fall down. They can come to us. We're going to help them get up and we're going to help them learn lessons from that. And That's if right. you don't feel that way, they will hide things from you. They will lie to you and they will, they will be, they will burn themselves out trying to perform for you. That's right. That, that is, you hit the nail on the head. And I'll tell you, so this journal is starting to go into a bunch of schools, which That's is- That's what I was going to ask about next. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Good However, <laughs> it's also received some rejection letters from schools. No. And, and I have highlighted that to my kids. So when we get a little rejection letter, print yeah. it out, put it on the table, mommy's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. This, I haven't, I, I think maybe I did a poor job explaining the power of this. And I'm just not there yet, but I'm going to I love going. the power of yet. That's a and, great, 
That's one of my favorite lessons. <laughs> 100%. And showing them that just because maybe this isn't the right fit for this school or this family when they get returned, which happens too every once in a while, that's okay. Like yeah. there, let's, we can focus on that and get really down or we can focus on all the schools and the kids and the families that it has gone into. Yeah, that's your choice. I can't control what other people say. I can't control the returns. I can control how we're going to keep going. And I highlight that because I want them to see this ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Right. right. And right. that's, well, also I have to ask this, Katie, because yeah. mentioned this as something that she's implemented at her house. Uh, um, the try three before me. Hey, this is great for the husbands too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was actually written for the husbands. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, tell them what, like, help people try three before me is. I think it's genius. I I really think I say this at least three times a day now. I'm not lying. It is when anybody is saying, you know, mom, where's this? Mom, where's this? Or Mitch calls me, hey, where's this? I'm like, try three before me. Try three places. It makes you think. I'm like, let's think. If I were that shoe, where would I be? If I was a toothbrush, where would I be? I mean, some of it's very common sense. Some of it, you may have to move one item, but try in three places. You but know? the shoes are never in the designated shoe bin. No, that, but where are the other options, you know? That they're supposed to be. I'm like, I have multiple places for you to put your shoes. I have bins. Every, I have a garage bin, a porch bin, an inside the door bin. There are so many places for you to keep your shoes. And they're never in those places. Why is that? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so in that try three before me is hidden lessons of not only just look on your own. It's also a lesson to like, know you can figure things out. Like everything is figure outable. We are so quick to ask. We're so quick to, which just shows we don't really trust and believe in ourselves. So Mm -hmm. even though it's try three before me, which is like, go find your own like baseball glove, whatever it may be. It's instilling that without even teaching them mm-hmm. that you, you can find it. If you just keep going, we're so quick to just want the answers. Like, like microwave society, give me, you tell me which means we're just relying on everybody else. Well, we can instill that power in our kids yes. of you can do this. Like I'm here to guide you and put the, you know, roof over your head and feed you, but there's a lot you can do on your own. And I'm going to instill that and encourage that at a young age, even if it's something like finding something on your own or learning to make your bed, that that, that is on you. Just like if in life and in business, you go up the chain of command, you know, like, or you try to figure it out here, you go look here, you go look here. Then if you don't find it, then you ask, you know, and if the kids ask me a question, and I don't know the answer. I don't just make it up. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Let's go, we might, let's go look it up. So then that encourages them. Let's go look it up. You've had great lessons, Katie. Another thing y'all, she teaches, um, just talking to our listeners, like I love how you teach like some of the actual science and, the, and some of the great things, like how, the growth mindset, the neuroplasticity of your, of your brain. Like, and it all started with me with your videos that you used to do. Mm-hmm. It all started with the Katie Wood Friday videos yes. years ago on Facebook. And I would always just, I mean, I was out walking and it just gave me joy. I loved it. And then you started doing it for the kids over um, mm-hmm. over quarantine, over that fun times. But I love how you 
took lemons and made lemonade and it gave us a dose of positivity and a dose of learning. And we would actually go look things up after that because you taught us lessons. Yeah. I remember you sharing all that. There. I loved that. I love it. I love that. But like the 40% rule and all this stuff. So I don't even know. I was going on a tangent, but I just love, I love how we're learning things as well. I mean, as parents and as, as the children, you know, yeah. together. I love that. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's a roadmap for parents and families. It's a roadmap to, we all want to teach our kids the most important things. We want to send them off one day to college or when they get married, knowing, you know what, we did the best we could. We gave them strong roots. Um, you know, now it's time to fly. We, we all want that. It's that sometimes I think we just don't know where to start. I yeah. think, or we're, or we're drowning because yeah. parents are more stressed than ever. And guess what? If you're stressed, unfortunately, so will your kids be. And I know that is probably a huge like burden to hear, but it is the truth. That's why we have to be so mindful of our energy um, and taking control of ourselves and our own emotions because we set the tone for the day. Really, mom set the tone. And, and it's teaching kids that you can set the tone too. Like you can take control of your energy and your mind. And I give the example and it's a pretty known example, but I think it helps people understand better is that when you are in the market for a new car, right? And I know you guys have heard this, but mm-hmm. you want that red Jeep, right? You're like ready. You start researching it. All of a sudden, every other car on the road is a red Jeep. And you're like, I don't understand. Like, this, like how is this happening? The red Jeeps were always there. It's just that your brain is processing billions of trits of information per minute that it didn't think it needed you to look because it's not important. But when you told it was important, you're like red Jeep, the RAS reticular activating system said, okay, that's important of the billion bits of information. I'm just going to pull out just a few and red Jeep is one that's important to her. So I'm going to let her brain see it. Her eyes see it. So every time it passes, your brain is being like, look over there. That's important to you because you keep telling yourself it's important. Well, this is the same thing. When you start your day with something positive, with gratitude of actually appreciating the little things in life that you totally take for granted, all of us, running water, the flip of a switch and the boom, light, we take it for granted. When you start looking at things with a different lens and having a greater awareness and putting that positive thought first thing in the morning and paying attention to that self-talk, when you do that, your brain is saying, okay, it's important. She wants more of it. He wants more of it. Well, I'm going to bring his or her attention to that because that's what you're telling me is important to you. And that's why bad days snowball and good days snowball. But it's up to you how you start and what you're attracting. I think that's important too, because I think there are probably a lot of parents that listen that maybe their kids are older and maybe they feel like, oh my God, I wish I would have started this when they were five. And now they're Never 16 or they're 15. No. Now I'm, I'm like trying to, I'm behind the eight ball with, with teaching them these oh. things, but it just exposing them, exposing them to it, no matter what their age is, just starting where you are, because, you know, I have a 14 year old who's about to be 15 and gosh, darn it. I wish I had this when he was three, <laughs> yeah. you know, like how different would he be? Like, how, how could I have molded him in a different way? If I would have instilled this in him early, because you're just like you said, with any like foreign language, yes, their brains are sponges when they're little, but it's never too late. Right. It's, it's never too late. Never. And, that, and I would also argue after coaching literally thousands of women in business, 
it's not too late to learn something new. And yes, there is the old adage, you know, you can't take teach an old dog new tricks, but especially in children, our brains aren't, aren't fully formed until in our 20s. And I watched, you know, I have a new daughter-in-law and I've watched some of her mindset change coming from some difficult things in her life. And then, and growing just in the last few years that, you know, um, I've been able to encourage her in her life's journey. So I'm going to tell everybody to get a simple seed and do it for yourself because it is literally five minutes. Let me just, for those who haven't read it yet, let me give you the quick outline. So there's a quick lesson, right? There's a quick, literally it's a, it's a, it's a paragraph. It's, it's not even a whole page usually. It's very concise, but let's say, for example, I'm just going to open your body language speaks before you do. So Katie will write and explain the stats. Uh, for example, she said there's a study done that says only about 7% of what you say is what people pay attention to. 93% is what they're seeing in your body language. What a powerful thing to teach your kids for job interviews, right? I always told my kids, you never get more than one first impression. So make sure you are, you know, mindful of how you're interacting with everybody. But there'll just be this paragraph of information that encourages you and your kids. But then there's a section with just three lines. It says gratitude. This is your moment to be grateful. What are you grateful for today? It may literally be that you woke up and you have food in the pantry, but it is like three things you're grateful for. And then on the next page, really simply, I am. And you get to fill in the blank. Then there's a daily challenge. And I want to ask you a question about this part too, Katie, where it says, do something kind, do something brave, keep God in your heart. Okay. And then morning giggles, there'll be a little joke that, you know, to just kind of like get everybody loosened up and giggling. It's a simple little joke. And then the question is this, who can I make smile today? So getting your child thinking about their day going forward, who are they going to interact with? How are they going to be kind and good and make them smile today? And then the last thing is, as Katie mentioned, the parent perspective, where it is like, for example, here's the, here's the advice. Next time you're watching TV, put it on mute and see if your kids can figure out the actor's body language without hearing a single word. This is a great way to reinforce basically the lesson of that day. And that's it. You guys, that's the five minutes. It's so yeah. simple. But Katie, my question is to you because you're starting the day like this. Do you guys ever sit around the dinner table or at night before bed and talk about today's lesson and then how it all unfolded? And what have you learned from that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a great way to start and end your day in that full circle. And, and, you know, for parents who are saying like mornings out of the question, and you know what, for some, it might be like, maybe you're out of the house by 6am and your kids aren't even up. And mm -hmm. if that is the situation, like Amy said, you, you adapt to what's best for your family. You do it at night and it's a family discussion, whatever works for you. There's really no, it's just like, there's no, there's no one size fits all, whatever works. Um, but what I have noticed is that when we, in the morning, when we do it, it sets the tone and it gets them out of the door with the right mindset. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you there, it, having your kids go into the day with a little bit of information, a, a grateful heart, um, but being intentional, like I'm going to make the bus driver smile today or right. the lunch lady or Right. someone in second grade that I don't know, you're, you're making your kid proactive to make someone's day better. And you know what happens when a stranger smiles at you. There is more power in that than when like a friend smiles at you, right? You're like, cause it's like, it's just, 
rare, unfortunately. And you take that and it makes your day and it makes you want to go and make someone else's day better. It has that ripple effect. So when they come home or at night, I mean, and it is crazy. Like I have four kids and they're playing sports and it's not like we sit around the table and kumbaya do lessons all day, but we do those quick hits. And when I ask them, you know, what did you do that made you brave today? What were you scared and what did you do? Or show me, tell me how you were kind. I follow up and I want to hear how they're doing that. And, and it's just building that, you know, ability to do hard things by being brave and practicing when you're young and being kind, but that full circle, when they get to talk about it, it just reinforces that initial lesson in the morning. And I can truly say it just, it connects us more. And, and Holly, you say the best thing we can do is just talk to our kids and then listen. And, and that this journal gives you that opportunity to do that. And I love, like, I will tell you one of the, one of my favorite things that I've seen is the gratitude part, because I was telling them before we even started, like, you know, especially the young kids sometimes, or, or any kid, it doesn't matter, you know, you're trying to get them to write something, it's the morning, you know, and he's like, oh, he, he'd be like, I don't know, like, I'm like, you don't have even one thing that you're grateful for, that is pitiful, you know, knowing that he is grateful, right? But to see like how they've like progressed and also they started at first, they were writing like the same thing every day, uh, dad, Sally, our dog uh, or family or whatever. I said, I'm going to challenge y'all. You can't write the same thing. So yep. then Sawyer started writing different names for our dog. I'm like, you can't do that either. That's still the same. That sounds like that's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It has gotten to where they, they've said poop, paper, yep. like today. Today, um, Sawyer put, and they said running water because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I tell them these things too. Like, you got to be grateful because we take things for granted. Like, and today he wrote fingernails because he yes. likes to be scratching his back at night. Like last night I was scratching his back and he was like, can you tell dad to grow some fingernails so that he can scratch my back like that? But, but it starts making them right. think of the little things, you know? I mean, they say, they've said poop several times, you know. But that is something to be grateful for because that, is, that, that like is your body doing what it's yes. supposed you to do. Like if you didn't poop, you'd be full of, you know what? That's right. That's <laughs> right. But the key, so here's the key with gratitude. And I think the best thing we can teach our kids to take it to the next level. Yes, mm -hmm. it is the little things in life and encourage them to do that. To, to when they see a French fry, be grateful for the farmer that for eight months grew a potato so that you could have a French fry. It teaches you that the world does not revolve around you, right? Yes. Like, so like you, yes. you are great and you are special and all that, but like, honestly, the world does not revolve around you. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And, and you're, you're teaching that it'll humble kids, right? Or yeah. when they're about to, you know, one of my daughters had chicken the other night and she's like, I'm so grateful this chicken sacrificed its life for me. And I was like, Oh my God, like you're getting it, right? And I'm so sad, but like you're getting, you're not just sitting there scarfing down your food. You're yeah. actually pausing, you have an awareness and you're, you know, the world's more than just you, even yeah. though you can't see that. But the biggest thing to do with gratitude is after they write those three things and, you know, my daughter, you know, she has my grandparents, you know, thinking of them, my shoes, right? Um, my buddy, Alex, doctors to help me, like all these little things, water, close your eyes and now imagine your life without it. Mm -hmm. So imagine your life without fingernails, like, ow, ew, right? They protect us and we don't even pay attention to it. Be grateful that your heart beats, you know, 80,000 times a day to keep 
you running properly and your body going, and you haven't once probably said thank you to your heart. Right. So, so stop after you write it and close your eyes and imagine your life without running water, without yeah. electricity, without the ability to poop. Like imagine that and how different your life would be. And right. that takes right. gratitude to the next level and helps kids understand it on a much more meaningful um, level. Well, and that's a tip with working out side note, if you're ever yeah. in the middle of a workout and it's really hard, mm-hmm. I, this is the mind hack right here is instead of saying, I'm tired, this is hard. You start to say, I am so grateful. My body will do this. I am so grateful. I get to do this because if you've ever been injured, if you've ever been sick and you oh, yeah. didn't, what did you suddenly feel? Oh, I missed that I could do That's X, right. Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And so I learned uh, at 23, I had an incident where I, I couldn't run for a time and it was devastating to me. Uh, I just remember thinking I'll never again run the same. Like I, every, mm-hmm. and, and God, God can attest to this, how many times I'll be out working out and I'm like, thank you, God, I can do this. Thank mm-hmm. you, God, I can do this. And it changes the way you view exercise. Yep. You know, Everything in life. Yeah. Um, Katie, um, as far circling back to schools, how yeah. can we, yes. or like if parents want this book in their schools, and I know you said you're creating a school version. So the school, so yeah, so the school edition is just about done. We are in the process of waiting for it to actually, that's another thing we don't realize with books, um, to get it from the PDF into a form is usually eight to 12 weeks. So okay. we're in line for that. We already have um, several schools signed up, which is super exciting. Um, a lot of them are doing a hundred day gratitude project starting in January. Yes. The kids, um, they've done scientific research about kids who are grateful and how it makes them less stressed, happier, and less, um, yeah. likely to act out. Um, and this, that school edition, the difference is it's secular. And then when instead of parents, it says teachers, and instead of kids, it says students, and some of the teacher perspective is just a little bit more school oriented. But that, um, the best way that people are getting those orders is by emailing, it's simpleseedjournal at gmail. So simple seed journal at Gmail. If we wanted to go to our school, I'm, I'm like about to go to Prince. I know we had to go right make our round. Got <laughs> <laughs> to hit up all the principals. Like, to, to approach them about it. Could we just take this and say, look, I mean, or, or do you have like a, something that have, like, how do you approach? This? Yes. Yeah. I have a sample PDF that gives 10 entries. So they get the gist. There's also a, why this is important. And it focuses on talking about SEL receptive classrooms, how to help kids manage their emotions, all the things that 10 years ago I was dying for. I think COVID was a wake up call that we could teach one plus one is two all day long. No one is crossing that unless their mind is in the right place. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of power. Our town has had a couple teachers do this for a year and a half because they were my guinea pigs. So my students or my kids' teachers have all been doing this. And their feedback has incredible has been incredible in the sense that they are seeing kids. It actually improves your cognitive function. You are more you are learning more when your mind is clear, when you're heart is open when you've learned to manage your emotions. We all know if there's something on your mind that's bothering you, 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 nothing is coming in because that is taking over. And until you deal with that and get it in a good place, then you can learn. And these kids are dealing with stuff that none of us had to deal with when we were young and stress levels are at an all time high that in my eyes, and maybe this journal helps, maybe this journal isn't the right tool for your school, but doing something to help these kids 
really manage their emotions and their mind will just help them so much more in the long run. And we've oh. had a few businesses um, actually sponsor some schools. AM Cards um, sponsored Uvalde. So every kid, um, the school's oh, called Flores Elementary, because they have a new elementary school for fifth and sixth graders. Every kid is starting um, their day with this journal to really they help them that. center mm -hmm. their hearts and their minds after the unimaginable events that they've been through. Right. That's amazing. So the sample PDF for anybody who's listening, you guys can have access to this and take it to your schools. Yes. Um, if you're impressed, if you order the journal, if you love it, if you want to check it out, is that like on your web, do you have a website that that's on that people um, can? I can send you that if you guys want to um, put it on the, yes. I'm also, it is also on the website. Oh, cool. Okay. Perfect. Um, I love like when you were saying like with the SEL and stuff, because we've talked about that a lot, the social emotional learning and stuff. But I love what I love about yours is that it's not just it, it, it's not just the social emotional. It actually encourages kids to, to do better, to yeah. think, to be great human beings that want to contribute to society, basically, and and can handle failure and can handle, okay. you know, like it makes them tougher, you know and more empathetic this so it's like what, it's like the this uh, to me this is this is what they need this, this is what SEL this should is what, be. this is what SEL said. like this to me is like what the curriculum yeah. should be right. in my opinion <laughs> thank you thank you I mean I, I think at the end of the day every kid every adult every human we mm. want to be seen and we want to be heard mm. and yeah. there's nothing worse there's no worse feeling I think than than feeling invisible and I think that is actually probably the, the source and the deep if you peel back the onion on angry kids, depressed kids, kids who make the wrong decisions is that they don't feel seen and they don't right. feel heard. Right. And the, the number one intention of this is to feel seen and feel heard and um, be able to make the right decisions by understanding the power of your mind and that we are in control. A lot of, a lot of what we do, we are in control of our choices. Yeah. Well, and let me also just say too, the holidays are coming up and already this is on my list to give to yes, some yeah. great, um, the great Christmas gift and, and to really share the story of, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a thousand books on Amazon. We know this, right. But, but to tell the story of it's five minutes of your day, parents. And if you're looking for a way to interact with your child in a positive way, start your days or maybe end your days together and being preparing for the next one, this is five minutes. It's five minutes and it's simple. This simple seed really is simple. And I, I, one of the most powerful lessons I ever learned from my father and, and certainly applied it in business, what you feed grows, mm -hmm. what you starve dies. Mm -hmm. And this, this is a simple way to feed your relationship with your child, to feed positivity and gratitude into your family. And again, nothing changes unless something changes. We live in a world where there's a gazillion distractions. And, and it has impacted families. It's impacted households because our kids are on devices. We're on devices. There's a thousand things to keep us from communicating. Yep. You can change that. You can change that. And they may kick and they may scream. Can I remind every parent? You're the parent. That's right. You're the parent. <laughs> I feel like we need to shake That's some right. Go, You're the parent. You're supposed to be in charge. You're yeah. supposed to hurt their feelings. Because here's yeah. what I'm going to tell you. For these moms, I hear this sometimes. I just don't want to... Let me tell you something, if you don't hurt their feelings, the world will. 
And you love them way more than the world does. So teach them to get their feelings hurt and for you to stand in their way of what they want and all those things. Because if you don't, the world's going to teach them in a much harsher way. Set aside the time they may roll their eyes. They may kick and scream. But you know what? When it becomes a habit, and they got to do it anyway, they can start to see that this is playing an impactful role in their mindset and, and therefore in their life. Yes. And so definitely consider this. I, I mean, I'm already sending it to families. I got a list of people that I'm like, yeah. oh, and and what about you on the Today Show? Because let me tell you, oh this, this thing is blowing it's up, blowing okay? Up. So, <laughs> oh my God, I, I, I'll tell you one quick story about it, but um, I took my daughter for her 10th birthday. So we're, when you turn 10 in this house, um, it is an experience over gifts and that's the way we're going to, it's going to be going forward time yeah. together. You know, I think 10 hits that like, oh God, they are growing up, right? It, it, it happens quick. And so the two of us went to New York city for um, two days. It was all about her. And my one request was I just need to walk by the Today Show and connect with Hoda. I, I felt it again, the feeling. So we couldn't get in um, in the back and we were walking around the side and there was just like this one path and there's security on both sides. And they keep seeing Austin and I like walk by, like waving, nothing's happening. Hoda's like getting ready. The, the seven o'clock's about to tick, right? And we did it five times. And I look at Austin, I'm like, one last time, like one more time. I feel like she's going to see us. And I just got to connect before we move on. We do it this one last time. I don't know what happened, but she just put her phone down. The whole crowd's over there. She turned and looked at us, just two of us, and waved. And both of us go like this. And the security guard starts laughing because he knew our intention. Jaw drops. I look at her and I sit this journal, because we were like knee deep in it, wasn't even close to published at the time. It will bring us back in one year to with Hoda. Like it will bring us back to the Today Show. I feel it. And Austin's like, okay, mom, can we go like roller ice skating now? Like, uh, and, and when we, that was November 12th. And when we ever got an email at, from the head producer that they want this, this little book, to be on live on the third hour on November 14th, which is the same weekend one year later. It's the same weekend. Now, if that's not the power of the mind, I don't know what it is. There you go. <laughs> well, let me just say, I've got a hat yeah. on today for our listeners who are listening on Apple or Spotify. If you're watching on Rumble, you would see it. I have my rigged hat on. So years ago, Katie, and this is, this is not new for her, okay? She was helping us adults understand that if you can if you can just understand that life really is rigged in your favor you will start appreciating even when the bad things happen or you'll start understanding that everything's playing towards you instead of against you That's and right. that there's a there's a there's an element of learning to go with the wind as it blows instead of fighting it that you'll find really what your life can be and i always take that back as even as a christian to scripture you know that all things work together for good for those who love God, right? And it is that principle. And so, Katie, I love that really you put that into act. You, you showed your daughter, like, I feel it, that, it, that we're going to be back yeah. here because- It was a knowing. That. Yeah. And, and here it is. Here and, it then, is. and then a knowing is not enough. And then you got to work your- Right. Oh. And, that's, and that's what they saw. I love that I do this from home. They see it. Like they yeah. see the blood, sweat, and tears, the crying. I almost threw it in the fire pit. They're like, don't do it. <laughs> like they see it. They see it. 
And and you better believe the whole family is coming with me on November 14th. Well, we can't wait to watch. Oh my <laughs> Thank God. You. We Thank will you watch. We will watch and we will reshare. And also, let me just also, I had this thought too. I should drop in there. Um, teachers, for the teachers in your life, here's another way. Like truly, if every teacher, you don't have to have a, a whole school on board for a teacher to take five minutes nope. as part of the day with her kids to help them learn some of these powerful mm -hmm. truths that even adults don't always understand. Yeah. Trust me. Um, so that's another idea, just when you're thinking of teacher gifts and things like that. But share this, guys, because I do believe in the world that we're living in, which feels very different than the, the world we're raising yep. our kids in feels very different than the world our parents raised us in. And yep. I know sometimes that's very concerning, but, but, it's not, but it's not a lost cause. We can get back to the fundamental truths that, that helped form us. We've got to, and we can help our kids get those same lessons and, and be the leaders that we need them to become to really help us move forward as a society. So Katie, thank you for thank you so much. Thank you. thank you for sharing your amazing gift with the world. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. And listen, it's simple to do, and it's simple to not do, and that—that's our choice. Yep. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, we I love, love you guys. Well, we love you, and it's gonna be amazing. And we're gonna be watching you on the Today Show. So everybody, November. We know her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.